always we begin again. It's the Advent season that begins for us a new liturgical year. In a very real sense, we could wish each other and everyone else around us Happy New Year today, much to their confusion probably, much equally also to the confusion of people who have been wishing me Merry Christmas for the last three weeks. Different hobbly, however. But it's the fact of things, right? That we begin anew, we begin fresh. That we, we, we conclude the, the end of the year, which is, has spoken about the life of our Lord. We've seen the fullness of the life of our Lord unfold before our eyes and ears. And we've heard all of the things that he has spoken and encouraged in us. And today we hit a sort of reset button where we renew our focus, not upon the things that the Lord has done, but a, a, about the coming of the Lord himself. We return to the prophets, the great prophet Isaiah in particular through this holy season, but all of the prophets giving those words of, of anticipation and expectation, looking forward to the coming of the Christ. Indeed, it's a time for us to be able to return to our roots, to those basic elements of things, and to ensure that we are on the right path. It's so an opportunity for us to hear again and again echoed both in the, in the music of the church as well as in our sacred liturgy and the, the prayers that are offered at Holy Mass to hear phrases such as stay awake, be prepared, and watch. We're reminded that the, the day, the day is, is, you know, is dawned, right? And there is, there is light coming among us, not to, not to allow ourselves to remain in darkness, but to come into the light. It's for us to be able to enter into this holy season with that same spirit, knowing that good and well, that how easy it is for the soul to kind of be lulled into a, into a slumber, much like the tryptophan coma that may, will hit many souls on, on Thursday afternoon after in, in, uh, devouring a, a large amount of turkey. So also our, our souls can simply imbibe themselves in, in so many things in this world and, and be lulled to sleep silenced by, by life, to lose the fire and the fervor that ought to be found within our souls. In short, not to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. And this is the call for us, is to be ready, even to take, as our, our blessed Lord speaking there in the summertime, it seems, saying, look, you know, look when, you know that, that when the things start to blossom, when, the, when the, the, the trees start to bring forth fruit, you know what time it is. And look on the world around you. In the same way, you should know what time it is. It is for us to prepare our hearts. And the Lord allows these, uh, the Lord gives these signs. Uh, I think St. Augustine tells us that, St. Augustine says that, that the Lord allows these, these kind of terrifying signs such that uh, in case we had lulled ourselves to sleep, whenever we hear about these things, or even worse, whenever we see these things, when we see the, the signs in the sky and the, you know, the, the earthquakes and the storms and the divisions and the wars and all these things that are to take place at the end, if we've fallen asleep, that should wake us up, right? And in a similar way, these things are brought before our attention, brought to our attention in this time to kind of wake us up, to make sure that we are indeed attentive to the Lord and prepared well for His coming. To that end, I would invite you, as Mother Church invites all of us, to prepare in three particular ways. First, to embrace quiet, to embrace the quiet of the world. Turn off the TV, put down the phone, put down the whatever else that plugs into a wall and relies upon batteries, and embrace the quiet of life. As a youth, I hated the quiet. 
if there wasn't a TV on or a radio on or some kind of background noise to be able to, to, keep, me, to keep me from thinking, I would get disturbed and frustrated. I hated the silence. And this is the reality is that in the silence, something happened in me that I didn't like. It was the voice of God that would start to speak. The Lord would start to convict me, and I didn't want to be convicted. I wanted to remain as I was. But whenever we allow silence to take place, that still small voice that Elijah heard on the mountain can also be heard by us. When we set aside things and allow the silence of the world to be with us, it's then when we can, we can hear the voice of the Lord, that we can allow him to enter into our hearts, that we can truly be as our blessed mother and ponder these things in the quiet of our hearts. So first it's for us to embrace the quiet of this year. Secondly, to allow some of that time that is spent to be spent in prayer. It is a good and holy practice to, especially during these times of preparation of which Advent and Lent are the main ones through the course of the year, to increase our spiritual fervor, to attend daily Mass with greater frequency, or to attend daily Mass at all if it's not a regular practice of yours, to spend time in Eucharistic adoration or in the quiet of the Church present before the Lord in the tabernacle, to do good spiritual reading, to allow the, the saints and Mother Church and especially the sacred scriptures to nourish your soul and to allow your soul to grow in the midst of that silence. I encourage you also to, again, to join us in solemn vespers, the sung vespers and prayers of the church, an opportunity to come back to the Lord as if for dessert and to be able to thank him once again for the wonderful nourishment that he has provided for us. It's to spend time in prayer and lastly, to go to confession. Anytime we don the violet vestments of Mother Church, it's a reminder to us visually that we must repent of our sins. It's a time to prepare. St. John the Baptist encourages us in this holy season also to make straight the paths, prepare the way of the Lord. And there is no better way to prepare than for him to prepare us in the sacrament of confession because it is the reason that he has come into the world. Our Lord came to save us from our sins. Otherwise, the entire liturgical year makes no sense to us. We cannot save ourselves from our sins. We cannot forgive ourselves for our sins. It's the Lord's work. And so it's for us to ensure that, especially during this time, to prepare well, to make a good examination of conscience, and to be able to make time for the sacrament and there to allow the Lord's grace and his mercy to come upon us, to cleanse us from our sin and to strengthen us in his grace, to allow our hearts to be fully prepared for all of that, all that lies ahead of us in this year. We know not what it is, but we know that the Lord is with us in it all. And so this is our encouragement to embrace the quiet, to pray more frequently and more fervently, and to make good confessions. In these things, indeed, we will be well, well prepared. We will not be caught off guard. We will not fear the things of the world that may happen whenever the signs begin to take place. But we will indeed be able to lift, lift up our heads, to lift up our eyes, and to know that our redemption is at hand, that the day is near. Indeed, the day has come, and we are able to enter into the reward for which we long.